0: going to play a game. It's called the bubble game. It's a relay race, okay? So, let's see, I won't give you a pink one. Give you an orange one, open it up, make sure it works. Elijah, I'll try to give you a green one. Okay, you you open up, make sure your works. Why don't you come over here, stand right here, and you girls are going to stand right there, okay? All right. When I say go, you're going to take your bubbles and you're going to do like this, OK? You're going to get as many bubbles out there as you can. Your job is to get the bubbles, OK? So you guys ready for this? On your mark, you sure you're ready? You ready? OK, you got to catch as many as you can. On your mark, get set, go. Try to get the bubbles. Catch them. What? all right, try it again. Maybe if you do it faster. what? That's, Uh, What happened? It's a game. You guys are supposed to catch the bubbles. Okay, let's try it one more time. Maybe you're just not doing it right. One, two, three, go. Uh Uh-oh. There's a problem, isn't there? You see, just like our words, when they get out, you can't take them back just like you couldn't catch those bubbles. You can never take words back that you say because you can't, just like you couldn't. So let's give them a big hand. You two can have this. Just make sure and don't open it up while you're here, okay? There you go, Sequoia. Thank you. You guys can have a seat. Thank you. Woo! Good job. Ah, so today I'm talking about our words. Sarah Doodles, you were supposed to be up here helping me. You forgot. I'll get you later. Okay. (laughs) The first scripture I have today is James 3, 9 through 10. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. It's true, though, isn't it? A lot of times we try to say the right things and something slips out, and it's so frustrating. We're in a world of negative thinking. I don't know about you, but anymore, oh, wow, things are different. So how can we begin to have those positive words and encouragement to others? That's what I want to talk about today. You know, have you ever noticed when you're a room full of people? And someone will come in. I've noticed it more with my boys. They talk okay. And then someone comes in, hey, man, cool, dude. And all of a sudden, your boys are going, yeah, dude. Hey, bro. They pick up that language of someone in the room. Or mannerisms. I've noticed that. When I'm with friends or something that has a certain mannerism, you end up taking on that mannerism too. It happens. It's just part of us. You see... Our communication changes when we get around others. They kind of rub off on you. Now, I spent the last week at, I call her my mother-in-law, because she's an awesome mother-in-law. Yeah. (laughs) Woo! She is. She's like my mom. So we had a great time. She definitely can be a stinker at 87. Almost 89. And that woman can run circles around me that was good. It's the stinker part. Oh, oh, don't tell her. Anyway, I was up there, and Andy, our son, and my granddaughter, Evangeline, came up to visit on Wednesday. So, Andy was helping do some work around the house, so I took Evangeline outside, and we were walking around her, her um, land, and she's got a beautiful pond and yard, and she has these cement deer, their little tiny deer and Evangeline got on there and was riding it like a little horsey and she was having just all sorts of fun and I looked at her and I said well come on Evangeline let's let's you and Mimi walk around the the pond and she didn't move I said come on Evangeline let's go it's time to go for a walk she got down off that deer like a cowboy and she goes oh fine And I went, whoa, if this is not Andy replicated, that would be exactly. She had Andy down to a T. It was so cute. And I stood there and laughed. And I realized she had learned to copy her daddy. And then it hit me I want to copy my daddy. We all need to copy our daddy. You see, by reading the word and putting what you read into practice in a way is imitating Christ. Next scripture. First Thessalonians 1 and 6. You become imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcome the message in the midst of severe suffering with joy given by the Holy Spirit. In everything you do, you need to imitate Christ. Just like that little baby was imitating her daddy. Who is it you want to imitate? Who is it you want to be like? The word of God says that you need to become an imitator of Christ. The more Jesus in you and around you, the more you will echo Jesus. So, again, what can how can we do this? I have 3 points today: blessing, encouragement, and truth. And the first one is be a blessing. And the next scripture is number 6, 22 through 27. And this will give you a chuckle. If any of you come from church background, you'll know this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. Now, when I used to hear this, I knew I got excited because you knew it was the end of a service, right? And you were getting ready to eat. I never really took it so serious. But this is an important part of Scripture because the Lord told Moses to tell Aaron and his sons to give this and say this to the Israelites. He wanted to make sure they realized they were blessed. And this filters all the way down to us. And it is so important that even in our mainstream denominations and some of they still say this is their benediction. That's how much God says you are blessed. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to look for it. God says you are blessed in your comings and your goings. That's something special this morning that you can take out of here no matter what happens, no matter what trials, what sufferings, you're blessed because you're a child of the king. Amen. We are a blessed people, and he is blessing and keeping you. His face is shining on you. Wow, that's pretty cool. He's not spitting on you. He's shining on you. He's giving you peace. You need to own this. You know, I have an iWatch, and on it, it has this thing, what, three or four times a day, it'll go ding, and I look at it, it says breathe. I thought, that's silly, but you know what? I use that thing. When it says breathe, I stop and go. (sighs) My mother-in-law was going, what are you doing? I'm I'm breathing. You want to breathe with me? (sighs) And there comes a peace. Maybe you need to set a timer for peace to realize every day that God's blessing you and he's giving you peace. You need to own this. You need to walk in blessings even when it doesn't feel like you are that means when you're around others you are who you are complaining or talking poorly that you need to step up and be a blessing to them even if they don't deserve it that's a tough place to be that's hard you know have you ever noticed it's so much easier to complain it's so much easier to join in and suck into whatever negative is being said it is so much easier. But when you concentrate and you think about being positive, you need to teach your mouth not to spew, but to lift up. Does anybody here know how to spell spew? Because, oh, that's it. Spell check, wouldn't kick, it kept kicking it off, and I was like, I don't know how to spell it. So spew. I had a S-P-U-E. <laughs> so, sorry. Squirrel. <laughs> Be a blessing. Don't suck into negative talk. Stop it and make it turn it around. God has blessed you. You need to pour that blessing on others. You have that ability to be a blessing. Second point is be thankful and encouraging. Ephesians 5.20. That's the next scripture. It says, Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I've gotten in a huge habit of saying thank you. Sometimes I say it out loud, and I don't even know why I say it. But I want to be thankful. I want to have that thankful heart. Every chance you get, try to make someone feel good about themselves. Now let me share a little bit here. You're in a conversation. You meet somebody, and you start talking, and you realize all you're doing is talking about yourself. It's a good indication to stop, look at them, and ask them how they're doing, what's going on in their life. Let someone else talk about what's going on in their life. It's okay to share what you're going through, but don't go on and on and on and keep talking. Realize that as a Christian, it's good for us to listen to others. But it's a habit you have to get in. I noticed um, when I was a young Christian, Mary Jo, Pastor Dave's wife, I used to watch her, and that's exactly what she would do. She always turned the conversation around so it was about the other person. So when I talked to her, I did the same thing. We did a lot. And how are you doing? Well, I'm fine. How are you? (laughs) Oh, what's going on? Well, what's going on with you? (laughs) I try to slip her up. (laughs) But honestly, it's a habit you need to get into. When you start letting people come into your realm and you're interested in them, if you care about them, you need to be genuine about it. You need to ask the questions about their situation and just watch what happens. They'll begin to open up. And just remember, when you start focusing on being positive, the enemy wants to come in and screw you all up. And the harder you're trying not to complain and not to to be a positive attitude, the harder he's going to hit. But if you just keep it up, when you don't give up, you will see the blessings. Amen? My third point is you got to tell the truth. That's important. You're in a situation and you really don't want to tell the truth, but you need to. Do it gently. Ephesians 4, 15. That's the next scripture. Instead, speaking in the truth and love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. He's telling us Speak the truth in love. When you're honest, people tend to trust you. And that was one of the biggest things that drew me to Pastor Norm, is his honestness, his humbleness. And it's awesome. You know, and why would any, if you're trying to strive to lead someone to Christ, but you kind of do the white lies, or you don't quite tell the truth, or they see what you do in the background, why in the world are they going to believe you about Jesus? Your witness is so important, and you need to be honest. You know, it hurts you when you're trying to win them to Jesus, but be honest and tell the truth. Now, I do have a a story from when we first got saved. We lived in a a brand-new neighborhood, a subdivision, and uh, some line had gotten kinked, and it flooded everybody's houses, the basements, the garage. We'd just moved in, so all our stuff was ruined. So was a lot of people in the neighborhood. And the buzz was in the neighborhood. Now, the insurance adjuster is going to be here. So make sure whatever you, whatever you think your stuff that got ruined is worth, double it because they're not going to give you anything. They're going to they're take a price, and they're going to slash it in half if you even get that. So make sure and double everything. And I just didn't feel right about it. I mean, that made sense because I knew insurance people. But I thought, you know what? I feel like the Lord wants me to be honest. So I looked around and I found an old pennies catalog and I started the things that had gotten ruined. I opened it up and found a price, put it down, and I had everything all typed up for him. And sure enough, he'd gone to some of the other homes and they hardly had gotten anything. And I thought, oh man, we're gonna really, this is bad. But you know what, it is what it is. So he came to our house and he showed us the price And my eyes got big, and I said, this is more than what I told you. He goes, you're right. You were honest. I could tell you had really looked at these prices. And he goes, you know, I think you forgot to add the rental of the water pump, and I think you forgot this. So I just went ahead and added it on. You want to talk a witness to a subdivision of people who didn't know Jesus? They were going, how did you do that? And I said, well, let me tell you about my Jesus. God will bless you. You don't have to cut corners. You don't have to do it twisted. You do what God tells you to do and you uphold the law of the land. Amen? Now, unfortunately, words aren't always a blessing. Sometimes people will say something that hurts your feelings or makes you feel bad. You know, and sometimes they don't even, they might not even know that they hurt you. I've had that. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my history of what I went through as a child just to let you know where I'm at. Um, Some of you have heard this, so just hang in there. Pray for me. (laughs) As a teenager, I was picked on. It wasn't just your normal pick on. I was picked on. You see, I had a thyroid condition when I was in fifth or sixth grade that made me grow to five eight and a half weighed 99 pounds, my eyes, my nose, my arms grew longer, quicker than the rest of me, so I was pretty, I don't want to say ugly, but yeah, thank you. So anyway, I was just an easy target for kids at school, just an easy target. And let me tell you how bad it was. Several years, when my, one of my older sons, we were down in Florida at my mom's, and she, he was going through photo albums of when I was in junior high. And he looked at this picture and goes, Mom, who is that? I said, that's me. And he looked at the picture and, oh, Mom, give me a hug. <laughs> so you know it's bad, right? <laughs> well, I had it to the point of where these kids would make sure and sit around me and make fun of me, pick on me till I cried. And it went on for days and days and days. The thing was, when I went home, and my mom didn't mean to, I would tell my mom, Mom, the kids, they're hurting me. They're making me feel bad. And I got, Barb, it's got to be you. No, kids aren't doing that. You just go to school and just don't, you, you just stop thinking like that. So I went through that for quite a while. And I never quit trying, even though I was crushed. I would go to things hoping maybe kids would like me, and it never happened. And I can remember an incident where I was invited to a party, and my sister, my older sister decided she was going to help me by putting makeup on me. I didn't want it. So she chased me around the house with her eyelash curler, got me down on the ground, put it in there, and I jerked, and she tore out all my eyelashes. Oh, it was just such a scene, and I won't even go into the party. It was not good. But anyway, I'm telling you all this to say that when I met my husband, Pastor Norm, he saw we weren't even saved yet, but he saw something in me. And he loved me enough to show me what to do. When I met him, I didn't wear makeup. I wore T-shirts, jeans. I did not care. I had had it. I was already out of high school. I'd had my fill of students and everything. I was just to myself going to college. And when he came into my life and we started talking, he was like a light. And the Lord had predestined us to be together. And we got married three or four years into our marriage. He met Jesus. I met Jesus. And God started the healing process in me. Amen. Amen. You know, if you are resonating with this at all, which most of us have been hurt, I want to say don't have a pity party when someone hurts you or or your feelings or something mean. Look inside yourself and find out what God thinks of you. It wasn't until that moment that God started using me. Words can hurt, but they can also make you stronger and better. If I hadn't had those earlier experiences, I wouldn't be where I am today. So if I hadn't had those, I might not be here. We can't always shelter those around us from being hurt. Sometimes there is value in your trial, even if you can't see it. You need to learn from it and get better, not bitter, like Joyce Meyer says. When you tend to keep going back to your hurt, you won't heal. But when you can look at it and have a thankful attitude for what God is doing in your life, you learn from it. The experience is still there. It doesn't go away. But you're able to move forward. And you will find yourself wanting to bless others. Amen? I've got another little game. Sarah Doodles, I need you up here for this one. I'm making her my guinea pig, because I can. Oh, Sarah. What color do you like? Wine? Grape? Green. Green. Got a green one. Okay, Go ahead and undo that and take a lick. Take a lick of that stick. Now. just take a couple of licks. What's it taste like? Watermelon. Sweet? Mm-hmm. Okay, the candy's sweet. All right. Everybody's going, "What's that ice for? What's that?" Well, here it is. <laughs> take a piece of ice, a big one, a big one. This is big. Take that big one. <laughs> she loves me. I know she does. Stick it on your tongue and hold it there till you can't feel it anymore. Okay, I want to tell you what this is. Oh, it's not that cold yet. <laughs> the sweet candy represents someone in need, someone in your life in need. The ice cube is when we can only think of ourselves. Is it numb yet? Okay, take it off. Now try licking this. Can you taste it? See, when we only think of ourselves, it numbs us to those around us. Do you want to hold that? No. <laughs> You can take the sucker, thank you. Give her a big hand. Woo! (laughs) See, when you hold on to bitterness, it numbs you to those around you. All you can think of is yourself. And I see a lot of this when people come in for counseling. You know, they're depressed, they're down. I understand that, and I feel really bad. But you want to know something? When you step out of your shell and you start going out and finding some. I'll, t- I'll tell somebody. I give a lot of homework, and I will say, you go find somebody and make them feel better. Sure. And when you do that, it lifts your spirit. It brings you up. Words can lift you up, and words can tear you down. Mm-hmm. Put a fire in your heart, or oh, put it up. Right? I've had that song stuck in my head for two weeks. <laughs> so when you... When you feel yourself getting hurt or down, the best thing you can do is minister to someone. (laughs) It sounds like a lot of work, and when you're in that state, you don't want to. It's easier to wham wah It's easier to feel bad for yourself. And I get it. There's some things that physically, depression, that you can't. Then you need to get to somebody, a doctor, and get it taken care of. But one of the things you can do is not... Look into yourself and stay numb. You want to be able to taste the sweet, and that's helping other people. It lightens your spirit, and it helps you to heal. So who are you echoing? The negative or the heartbeat of the father? Are you imitating your daddy? I love that. I can just see little Evangeline. Oh, fine. You know, and Jesus is up there guiding us, and we're up down here going, oh, fine. (laughs) But when you imitate your daddy, when you start going out as Jesus went out, you're going to see the blessings coming and going. You know, today you might still be wounded from the words that someone said to you. And as you're thinking about it, think, is this going to make me bitter? Or better and if it's gonna make you better you better get away from it you better figure out how to make it better and as we have those thought processes in our own hearts our own lives we're going to be a blessing amen and the way to do that is to be the blessing be encouraging and tell the truth those are three things you can start with To change your life if you let them get into your spirit then you're the one who suffers and when you let go of that hurt then you'll have the victory amen so take this time this week to read your Bible to imitate Christ and start getting better let's close in prayer thank you father hallelujah praise you Jesus Lord, I just I lift up today. I thank you and praise you that what you've done in my life, how you brought me out of a dark place and Lord, you just made me joyful. I love to laugh, I love to sing. And God, it's because of you that I do that. And Lord, today, I just pray hearts are set free. I pray minds are set free. I pray that right now, those that have been hurt will be able to take this and get better and not be bitter. And Father God, I just thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. I'd like our prayer warriors to come back up. If you you need a fresh start today on your thinking... If you need a fresh start, if you've been hurt, you don't have to tell them what's happened. Just say, I need to get better. And they're going to pray for you, and you're going to walk out of here in a joy and a peace that you haven't seen. So if my prayer warriors come forward, or our, our church family prayer warriors, we have such an awesome church family here. And God wants to move and make us even better, amen? God wants every heart here to be strong, and be able to go out and help those that are hurting in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I'm going to say one more thing, and then you're free to go or come up front. Thank you, Jesus. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, yeah, it's on the other side. lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the lord turn his face toward you and give you peace so they will put my name on the israelites and us and i will bless them in jesus name